Welcome to the FinTech Today podcast with your host, Carlos Cabrera, where everything is unfolded from FinTech news, personalities, and stories just for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to FinTech Today. This is your host, Carlos Cabrera, working hard every day to make this podcast the best podcast in FinTech. Our guest today is Bruno Diniz. He's a managing partner in Spiralum, an innovation consulting firm, and also a very well-known author and influencer in Latin America. Welcome, Bruno, to FinTech Today. Oh, thank you, Carlos, for the intro, and it's a pleasure to join you guys today and talk discuss FinTechs, the subject that I, I love. Well, that's, we're very excited. I know that you have a lot of things to say, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering so that our viewers get to know you better, Bruno. How did you get started in fintech? What, what uh, drove you, what attracted you to fintech? Well, in fact, I started uh, my, car- my career in, in the banking sector. So I, I worked for uh, a big bank here in Brazil. Uh, first, uh, the bank was Unibanco, and then it merged with Itaú. And I worked in different uh in, in, in different areas from uh, wealth management uh, all the way to corporate uh, banking. And, but in, in, the, in this process, I've been involved a lot with uh, the startup ecosystem in the country, uh, always attending to the events and mentoring some startups uh, on, on my expertise, which is financial markets. Uh, but the thing, the thing grew and uh, for a moment, I started seeing uh, that there was a kind of a verticalization process uh, here in Brazil when you talk about startups. Uh, in the early events that I attended here in, in 2010, 2011, the thing was much more about uh, what is the, the startup concept and uh, it's much more about trying to boost this kind of, of, of understanding here uh, in, in, in Brazil. And, uh, and I, sa- I sensed that in 2013, I started feeling that in other parts of the world, uh, people were starting talk, talking about the verticals. So FinTech, uh, EdTech, AgTech, and all, all of that. And I, I understood that that movement would uh, eventually come here to Brazil. And as I was part of the scene, uh, of this traditional startup scene as, as a mentor and, and, and all of that, I, I thought about uh, trying to start talking about fintech and bringing fintech content uh, to to my here in my to my country. So and, and the people that work here. So I, I went outside. I, I took some vacation from the bank, uh, and then I went uh, to to San Francisco and and, and New York City, uh, and and I understood the thing is the pace of the things were very very fast. And uh, in, during, during my trips, and then I also tri- had a trip to, to the UK and, and, and Singapore, I, I built an extensive network of people that, that was doing this kind of thing, which is uh, fostering the fintech ecosystem in different parts of the world. So I joined an organization called Next Money, and, uh, which used to be called Next Bank, and then they changed the name to Next Money. Uh, which exclusively talked about uh, fintech and, and promoted meetups, and they had also a big event um, in in Hong Kong and other parts of the world as well. Uh, so I started doing that as a site 
a side thing. Uh, I did the first FinTech event here in Brazil in 2015. It was, you know, it got, it was very well received. And after that, that was, you know, the spark for me to really uh, live the traditional uh, market, the, the traditional financial market for good and uh, start uh, doing things around FinTech. And many consulting, consult, consultancy uh, gigs start appearing and, and, and then I, I created my own consultancy firm and then we have, since then, we have already, which is Spiralin, and we have um, uh, already worked with companies such as the, the Bank Federation uh, of Brazil, MasterCard, Santander, uh, also some international government, governmental bodies as the government of UK, government of Canada, and government of Hong Kong. So uh, that, that's, have, that, that's been the, the, the ride and um, but there, there are other things that are happening the, along the way, which I joined the Brazilian Startup Association as head of ThinkTech there. Uh, so we had many discussions with the regulators and, and many regulatory milestones uh, during this time. After that, uh, I left the, the Brazilian Startup Association and joined FData, which is a financial data and technology association from the UK with focus on open bank implementation. And since 2020, I've been, uh, you know, their regional director for South America. Uh, so I have my consultancy firm. I also represent FData uh, in the region. And I, I also teach FinTech uh, at three universities here. Uh, and least but not, last but not least, I, I, I'm, I'm author of this book, which is uh, All Phenomenal FinTech, uh, The FinTech Phenomenon. Uh, which is a bestseller here in, uh, in international economy and have my own, um, my own columns in, in some newspapers and in magazines in, uh, in, in Brazil as well. So that's, that long that's, story short, is, that's, that, that's, that's the ride <laughs> that I'm in. Well, you know, it sounds like you're very busy and, and that's, I always, uh, the, your content and your views, uh, they're always, uh, very much in in tandem with with the reality uh, realities of fintech all over and and especially uh, your uh, your views about what's going on in latin america uh, it's it's always uh, i think that our listeners are will be delighted and, and will learn a lot so do you think that covid actually changed brazil and the latin america fintech market since last year for sure. Well, I, we saw a tremendous acceleration in and and uh, the digitization uh, of, of of business and financial markets in Brazil. So the things really uh, changed in a very very fast pace. Uh, and it's important to mention that uh, despite the fact that COVID hurt uh, many many business and the economy as as a whole. Uh, the fintech ecosystem uh, remained uh, resilient, or I would say anti-fragile uh, in the country, in the region. I believe in, in, in the world, to be fair, fairly honest with you. But talking about uh, the region, specifically Latin America, uh, you know, many, many fintechs grew a lot because of that. Uh, the behavior of the clients uh, also changed. And... Um, 
And if you take Brazil, for example, there is some interesting cases uh, because for distributing, distributing uh, financial aid, the, the government used a state-owned bank called Caixa Econômica in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And they, to do so, they uh, made a plan to onboard um, lots and lots of people on, into their app, which is called Caixa Tank, so that people can receive their their uh, you know, financial aid. And uh, that onboarded more than 100 million people in Brazil. So it's, it's, it's basically half of the population. You know, not all of them received the financial aid, but all of them got onboarded. And, 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 and that's very, very re relevant. Uh, and because may, some, a good part of that ne may have never had contact with digital financial services. And now they, uh, they got the possibility to, you know, understand how to use it, to feel, you know, use it to it. Uh, that's, that's not something that's not, that, that's that in, not secure and all of that. So uh, that changed the perception around, around the services and opened up uh, opportunities for, you know, both fintechs and also banks that got their digital interface so that now uh, clients can start using it more heavily. And in the banking side, from that, banks can uh, accelerate the process of, you know, um, cutting off bank branches and, and workforce in, in the side of fintech to you know make it easier to get more clients because of this changing behavior so covid definitely is is a milestone uh, as a crisis you know is a different than very different than the 2008 crisis but both crises helped uh, the fintech ecosystem grow uh, i believe worldwide for sure and so interesting what you mentioned that the recipients of this financial aid uh, so many people signed up. Did they, when they received this financial aid, did they get it in a local, um, say, stable coin, or was it in the local currency of Brazil? Uh, what? How did that happen? Well, then they 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 could get to the ATM and and withdraw the money, or even they could transfer it to other wallets, or you know, start transferring straight from the app. But what I, we saw happening is that some people also transferred to other apps, to other wallets, such as PicPay, which is another wallet that grew a lot here. They, they went from something around 12 million uh, customers in, in the, after, uh, you know, before the pandemic, and then they reached 30 million after the pandemic. Uh, so they grew a lot with, with, with this process. And also because some state uh, state government uh, use the PicPay as their uh, partner to distribute some you know specific and local financial aid by 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 some uh, by some state government. So that 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 was very relevant. And uh, but it was it was deposited in in, in Brazilian reais, and people could withdraw it or transfer it from from the app straight. So that's that's the stuff. Great. And do you think we'll ever see a digital REI? Yeah, for sure. Because um, right now, uh, in, in, in fact, in 2020, in November, um, it was implemented here in Brazil, our own uh, fast payment system, which is called PIX. 
and uh, and Pix is is you know is similar to the UPI, which is a unified payment right. uh, interface from India, is very similar. And it's, um, you know, they've they, they got multiple uh, uses for it. You can transfer money through, through PIX, you can pay in the point of sale using a QR code, or, uh, you know, there, there are so many different approaches for PIX. <clears throat> and one, one thing is there is an internal discussion group at the central bank right now discussing the possibility of creation of the Brazilian, uh, the, the, the Real Digital, which would be a digital version a CBDC, in fact, uh, for the country. Uh, I believe that that would happen, that wouldn't take more than four to five years to happen, or even, even you know, in less time than that, we can we can reach and see this, this solution, I believe, because, uh, you know, Central Bank is, is in a very fast pace in trying to transform and modernize um, financial, the financial sector, and uh, doing that with with the CBDC would, would definitely help and, and, and boost the economy. Wow, that's uh, great news. Do you, do you feel that say a, a FinTech scene is very different in say uh, in Brazil compared to Mexico or North America or is it all uh, the same kind of, does it follow the same kind of speed in all these uh, countries? Well, we certainly got different speeds here. Uh, when you look at the North American market, it's it's a much more evolved uh, market. We, we got the venture capital scene uh, operating like there for a long, long time, more than 50 years. Uh, when you look at Brazil, uh, you know, in the recent story, uh, history that we, we, we saw um, uh, some of the venture capitalists uh, really coming here. Uh, if, if we take, for example, the, the, the previous 10 years, uh, they, they got more active, they learned how to do business here, uh, to tap into the opportunities here. So things change and have been changing for a while. Uh, and, 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 and I believe that when you look at the emerging markets, Brazil is doing very well because they also, here, we also got this, the, the, the authorities like uh, the, the, central, the central bank doing uh, lots of good and interesting initiatives uh, in, in a very short uh, period of time, such as uh, this instant payment system that I mentioned, open banking regulation, the regulatory sandboxes, all, all of the good practices that we see uh, outside the country. Um, and a, a cool fact, fact to mention here is when you look at the CB Insights uh, report they released uh you know, last year, they indicated how many um, mega deals happen uh, uh, in, in, in the world. Uh, a mega deal would be, uh, you know, an investment in a startup of more than $100 million. Uh, so we saw the USA in the first place with 50, 54 different mega deals. And, and then we got China with seven. And then we got Brazil with in, in the in third place, in the third place uh, with uh, six. Uh, in, in fact, in the report it was five, but as the report was closed in mid December, they forgot to include uh, Creditas, which is a, a credit company here, a fintech that received uh, two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. So we we got a third place, you know, ahead of UK, ahead of many uh, different countries. Uh, 
So I believe that, that that's a positive sign in terms of that the you know investors are looking at Brazil right now. They are looking at the opportunities here, and uh, and, and and that's that's important for you know as our ecosystem evolves. And, and talking about about Mexico, there's many opportunities to happen there as well. But I believe in terms of the changes in the transformation, uh, they are lagging behind now because they in 2018 they introduced the fintech law. Uh, but as far as I know from some Mexico fellows, uh, you know the fintech law is very bureaucratic, and uh, and and even the part that would specify open banking uh, was set to happen in 2020, but just a small portion of that, of that happened, which is uh, the first step, open data, in which the banks open up the data of their products and ATMs and things like that. Uh, and we don't have that clarity in terms of what are the next steps. Uh, so I think, I think Mexico is lagging behind specifically in this regulatory part, but uh, they are doing well in terms of attracting uh, you know, investors because you know, are the two main countries in Latin America in terms of size. And, uh, and there are lots and lots of opportunities, specifically when you talk about financial inclusion. Yeah, for sure. And I've uh, been uh, exactly reading a lot about the activities and definitely uh, Brazil is up there, which is uh, a very, uh, you know, cool fact and something that, uh, that makes total sense because it's the largest country and, um, Investors, once they they get to, you know, to invest in in Brazil, they they're going to be open to, you know, investing in other economies. But uh, Brazil is definitely the largest. So being the largest market, it uh, it's the one that commands the, the most uh, attention, which uh, which is 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 great. People always look up to uh, Brazil as a leader in Latin America. And do you feel that the sandboxes, uh, I know that you mentioned that a, a bit ago, are adequate in terms of what they are giving local entrepreneurs to, to, for them to thrive uh, locally in, in, in the fintech environment? Or do you think that there are some things that, in your view, might be missing? Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's the current situation? Well, the, uh, the sandboxes were very well structured. In fact, uh, I participated uh, when I was in the Brazilian Startup Association. Uh, I, I get very involved with uh, one of the sandboxes, which is the one from, from the Brazilian SEC. So just to make it clear, uh, we, we, we're ha we have three different sandboxes here in Brazil. One of the central bank, which we would focus on products related to credit and solutions related to credit, uh, to foreign exchange, all, all, you know, all the stuff that's related, related to uh, specifically to the central bank under the, the supervision of the central bank. Uh, then we have a specific one uh, for the SEC, the Brazilian SEC called CVM, which is the CVM. Uh, and there we have uh, solutions related to stocks and, 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 and all of that, stocks and bonds and all of that. And then we have a third one, uh, you know, from from our insurance regulator uh, in, in, in Brazil, which is called Suzep. So we have another uh, sandbox which will will we'll deal specifically with uh, insure tech and, and 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 related things. 
so we have three. Uh, I, I witnessed the creation of the three of, of them, got very involved with the uh, Brazilian SEC one. And, and I think that I think they are adequate uh, to, to, to the needs of, of the entrepreneur, the local entrepreneur. And, uh, and, and, and I think it's a change in, in, in the shift in the mindset of the regulators because uh, it's, it's a very proactive way of doing, you know, trying to regulate innovation. When you, when you compare, for example, in the UK that first came up with this uh, model in 2016, uh, uh, I, I think that it, it, it is going to help change the approach that you used to have here, which is trying to be against some of the new uh, trends that come here and, and took a while to regulate it. And now it's a proactive way to regulate it. You receive the application of different startups and then you select uh, and then you stay one year, you know, operating with them, let them operate in a, in a better mode. Uh, and, and then you you give them or not the authorization to to start a new you know disruptive uh, business model. Uh, I think it's an adequate and, and it's a change in terms of even a change for uh, for entrepreneurs that now uh, can be you know less afraid of what would happen uh, you know when they try something new in the country. Yeah, for sure, it, uh, you know you always have to have the right tools and. Lastly, I wonder what, what's your message for entrepreneurs in fintech looking at, at Brazil and Latin America? What do you want them to know about this region? Well, I, I think that it's important to, to bear in mind that uh, there are lots of opportunities in, 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 in Latin America. It's, it's a region that, you know, it's in, in, interesting to, to observe that many of the successful entrepreneurs in the region, in the startup sector, they came from abroad and they detected opportunities that even the Brazilians couldn't see or found that it was uh, impossible to solve. So there, there are many, many challenges here. And the more challenges we have, more opportunities we can create on, on top of that. And, uh, and, and I hope that with all this kind of, you know, regulatory flexibility that we are uh, seeing now and all this change in terms of the infrastructure, both with uh, instant payments and also with uh, the open banking infrastructure, uh, it's going to provide the, and the regulatory sandbox, of course, is going to provide the perfect, you know, tools for entrepreneurs to create something new and, and things that are really, uh, you know, transformative in terms of, of, of business. So uh, I, my message is uh, try to look at the opportunities. There are plenty of opportunities here, uh, which is very near to, you know, to the North American market and even the European market uh, and more feasible to tap into them than in China, for example, which is a country that got several restrictions in terms of when, when you try to, you know, do business with. So, uh, you know, Brazil and all the other countries in Latin America poised the important um, opportunity in terms of business. And uh, it's, it's, it's good to try to tap into that as soon as possible. Thanks so much, uh, Bruno, for your time and that great message. I completely agree with you. There are tons of opportunities and uh, we hope to have you again uh, soon. And uh, thanks again for um, all your uh, 
you know, your uh, knowledge and your time. Okay, thanks, Carlos. And I also invite the listeners to, to um, uh, follow me also in, 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 in the LinkedIn and, and, and Instagram. Uh, in, in LinkedIn, is just that uh, you just type Bruno Genese and at uh, Instagram is Bruno EV uh, Genese uh, and Twitter is the same thing uh, because I also constantly share lots of information about what's going on in Latin America in terms of uh, you, you know the advances in the fintech sector um, and I also have a podcast called Fintech Talks uh, which I have uh, interviews both in Portuguese in Brazil and Portuguese and, and, and also Uh, in English. Uh, so there's this FinTech podcast and uh, FinTech Talks uh, YouTube channel, which you can uh, get lots of interesting content about the sector as well. So it was a pleasure to, to talk to you. And I hope you guys uh, listening to it uh, would enjoy it as well. Great. There you go. Everyone, please take note. All that information is there. And uh... You know, it's definitely you can find Bruno on LinkedIn and, and he's all over the media. So make sure you check him out. He, he's always a, a fountain of knowledge in Latin America. And, you know, feel free to reach out to him. Thank you so much, Bruno. Appreciate it. Thank you, Carlos. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.